0: my seven chakras episode 111
1: i'm sorry i love you i forgive you thank you the seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple what are the functions of these energy centers and could these chocolates help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chocolates. And now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. Kumar.
0: What's up action takers, AJ here and we are back once again to your hub for information, insights and tips to begin your human revolution. Now, I've been reading a really amazing book of late about energy healing, auras and how all of that relates to our health. The book is called Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan. The most interesting part of this book is that while it talks about the spiritual world, it's deeply in touch with science and physics in particular and it sort of speaks to the way our world is changing these days where spirit and science are no longer treated separately and doctors, scientists and researchers are slowly uncovering the power of ancient wisdom and dusting that off with the help of research and study. I'm going to share a short excerpt which I really loved. This paragraph is about a technique called HSP, high sense Perception. HSP reveals how most diseases are initiated in the energy fields and are then through time and living habits transmitted to the body becoming a serious illness. Many times the source or initiating cause of this process is associated with psychological or physical trauma or a combination of the two. Since HSP reveals how a disease is initiated, it also reveals how to reverse the disease process. Wow, isn't that amazing? So if you've read the book, hands of light by baba brennan give me a shout out on social media at my seven chakras that's on instagram or uh, twitter post on our facebook page or email me at aj at my seven chakras.com i'd love to hear from you and learn about the impact that this book has had on your life i read each and every email and i will reply to your email as well moving on i'm sure you are waiting to hear from our featured guest i'm really excited to bring you our featured guest for today belinda Farrell, who is truly truly multi-talented as you will learn shortly belinda are you ready to inspire
1: oh i am ready to inspire and be inspired thank you
0: (laughs) great so belinda ferrell is a courageous woman sharing personal woes so that others may find strength in their own journey cal berkeley's graduate mom stunt car driver actor author hot coal walker huna teacher wild dolphin swim guide Belinda, I've given our listeners a mini intro, but we'll take about a minute and tell us a bit more about your inspiring and exciting life.
1: Oh, well, I don't know where to begin, but I guess you've kind of said a lot of the things that inspired me to keep moving forward. I never really did something because it made a lot of money. I always did it because It was exciting and fulfilling to me, like the walking on hot coals. I was with Tony Robbins for about five years, and learning how to walk on 2,000 degrees of fire without burning yourself is pretty amazing. And so it becomes like a metaphor for you to say to yourself, well, if I can do this, what else could I accomplish in my life? Mm -hmm. And what came up for me was I really wanted to drive a race car. I guess I'd always been fascinated with wheels. And bicycles and scooters as a kid. And I thought, well, I can't do that. But you see, Tony Robbins teaches you that, then you must. And if you must, then you will. So I just called and found out where I could enroll in a Grand Prix road racing course that was near, was in Sonoma, California. And I showed up without even knowing how to drive a stick shift. I mean, I was literally just a sponge sitting there. And then found out that I had some talent. After the four days, I got hired to drive for Buick and Cadillac in New York. And my stunt career began. And it lasted um, almost nine years.
0: Wow, that's truly inspiring. In fact, Tony Robbins and Les Brown have really inspired me. I've listened to so many of their stuff. So I really respect and I highly admire both Tony Robbins and Les Brown. And uh, I haven't been to one of his events yet, but I really, really want to go. And you've been there, (laughs) what, 18 times?
1: I did the firewalk 18 times, yes. Wow,
0: that is truly an example of how to lead a life. And uh, I'm going to go there someday to Tony Robbins' event and experience and see the giant (laughs) myself. Uh, I know.
1: He is a giant. He's about six foot seven. He was my very first teacher. So this was in 1986, 1987. I had just gotten divorced and I really didn't know where I was going. I was just kind of wanting to get out of fear. And I thought, Mm -hmm. well, that's a good way to start. (laughs) And so that's how it began. And then it led to a career. And from there, I just started learning more about hypnosis and what what makes people afraid, what makes people do what they do. I was on a quest to really dig deeper inside myself and heal myself.
0: Wonderful. Now, I'm sure you agree that the first few minutes of any event sets the tone for how it goes. And similarly, on our show, we always like to start with the feeling of some powerful inspiration in the form of some carefully crafted words. So, are you ready? Yes. Awesome. So, what is your favorite inspirational quote, and tell us how you apply this quote to your life?
1: Well, I'm a very avid proponent of ancient teachings. And I've studied the Hawaiian teachings for many, many years. And the heart of their teachings is forgiveness, It's self-forgiveness. And there are four phrases that you say to yourself to clean what I call the plaque of the soul and to move forward from negative past into the present time. And those four phrases are, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you so that anytime something comes up that's unpleasant or that's sad or you get angry you go right into those phrases and it literally erases the movie projector that you're presently projecting, you know, out into the world and it changes things with you and with the person that you were connected to it neutralizes the event and it prepares you to make a different choice, a more positive choice.
0: Wonderful. I'm sorry. I love you. I forgive you. And- And Thank you. And I think that's really powerful because as you mentioned rightly, we have a projector in front of our mind and there's constantly a narrative or a story that's going on in our minds. And the story that we live is how we experience things and how we react to the environment around us. And once we say these four beautiful phrases, I'm sure that the narrative or the story would change. We'll feel better and we'll make others feel better as well. So thanks a lot for reminding us and going back to the basics. And with that, let's dive in. So, Belinda, what inspired you to write your book? Find your friggin joy?
1: <laughs> well, I had been you know a teacher of the ancient Hawaiian healing for over twenty years, and then you know everything was going great and then my son had back surgeries, and he watched me heal my back, which the book is really about how I healed it without surgery and by doing these ancient Hawaiian teachings, but he couldn't go there. He had the surgeries and he was in constant pain for most of his the last 20 years, and he overdosed pain medication in 2008. And it just um, set me into a lot of grief. And I couldn't finish even grieving for him. But I lost all my money in a Ponzi scheme. So I was being evicted out of my home. Mm -hmm. And it was just a very amazing experience to have to go through that I was still forgiving myself for, you know, whatever was coming up for me. But I had to admit that I, I couldn't do any healing on myself, I was going into a very deep hole. And then a friend of mine took me to see this video called The Living Matrix. And it featured Dr. Eric Pearl, it featured Bruce Lipton, among others. And I watched Dr. Pearl do this reconnective healing without touching the person. A little boy couldn't walk. He'd been in a wheelchair all his life from cerebral palsy. And after three sessions, very short sessions, this child gotten out of the wheelchair and was out in the playground playing Mm -hmm. and holding a cup for the very first time. And I just thought, I have to really take a look at this. I was never more awestruck than when I first was introduced to HUNA years before. So I came home, I looked up where I could get a session of this Reconnective Healing. And during my session, where the practitioner doesn't know a thing about you, no history, no story, you just get on the table and they start to pull and to find these frequencies. And after this half-hour session, all of my grief was lifted. And it was like a miracle. I felt light again. I felt that I had returned to my joy. And She didn't know a thing about me. And so I had another session. I had The Reconnection, which is a series of drawings that are traced on your acupuncture points. And accelerates you onto your soul path I had that done as well And then I went to Chicago to learn from Dr. Pearl How to do this How to become a practitioner So after having that all done And my reconnection I was told, you know, intuitively That I was going to write a book Now mind you, I really did not want to write a book I had three chanting CDs I'm a Hawaiian chanter I love chanting the ancient Hawaiian chants And I put out three, you know, inspirational CDs CDs that help people go through the forgiveness process and quiet the mind. And so I thought that would be my legacy. I, that was what I'd be leaving. I wouldn't have to write a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, as soon as I had my reconnection done, because I said, it accelerates you onto your soul path. And they said, you're going to write a book and you're going to like it. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and so a person came into my life that would help me organize myself because I couldn't see me doing it by myself. I needed to have some kind of discipline disciplinary person saying okay give me five chapters this week Mm -hmm. give me you know just helping you along and so after three years i wrote it and it would it went live on 12 21 12 which as you remember was supposed to be the end of the world as some pundits thought (laughs) my book went live that day And it's been just an amazing journey ever since.
0: Wow. So it seems like you turned a new chapter with that book Yes. on that very day. Thanks for sharing. You mentioned that your son had surgeries, had constant pain, had a lot of pain medication, and that really made you sad. At that point, you lost a lot of money in a Ponzi scheme, and it seemed like your life was going down in a downward spiral. And that's when you watched uh, the video by Dr. Pearl, and then you asked yourself, And you told yourself, in fact, that you need to get more into it. You need to look at it. And that's how you experience that shift in terms of coming across a new technique or a new idea. Now, in your book, you talk about this powerful ancient healing modality called Huna healing. So for someone who's heard this for the very first time, what is Huna healing?
1: Um, Huna means secret. And these are the ancient healing secrets that the Kahunas used hundreds of years ago. But nothing was ever written down. They put everything in chants in messages, symbols, hula, you know, the dancing. Nothing was written down until a man named Max Freedom Long came as a teacher in about 1917 to the islands. And he started watching these kahunas do these amazing, miraculous healings. And he wanted to find out how they did that, but he couldn't find anything written. So he started writing. He started writing what he saw. And the series of books from Max Freedom Long is what I studied in learning how to do this myself. The whole purpose was learning how to relate to the conscious mind, the unconscious or subconscious mind, and your higher self, and to How to communicate with these three parts, you can reach your higher self and that can bring down into your physical body and heal you. And that's exactly what happened to me is that I healed um, by connecting to my higher self and moving all the negative thought forms from the pipeline, you know, that connects your Unconscious mind to that higher part of you. So that's the purpose for doing the forgiveness is to keep cleaning the Mm -hmm. old stories from the past so that you can get the unconscious mind, which is the emotional part of you, excited about what it's trying to create. So for me, once I got the stories out, I started looking at myself climbing trees again. And you have to have a good back to climb trees. Don't you agree? True. <laughs> so so I would get the little unconscious mind, which is like a two-year-old, I'd get it really excited about this venture of climbing trees. And so it would send that that story up to up the pipeline, and then the higher self would bring that down inside of me. And I healed within days of doing that. I had collapsed with herniated discs. I had nerve damage. I was told by doctors that I would never walk again unless I had surgery, and I didn't Have any insurance at that time. I had been dropped because from the producer's health fund because I could no longer do any stunt driving. I was completely paralyzed with my back. And couldn't walk, couldn't sit, couldn't stand. So I thought, well, the only thing that I have left is I've learned this Huna healing. I've been studying Mm -hmm. it for about three years. And I said to myself, let's see if this works. That's really how I dove into it.
0: Wonderful. Now, you spoke about getting rid of the negative stories in the mind and then getting the unconscious mind excited about what is possible, what it can create, what it can manifest. Yeah. Now, let's go a bit deeper now. What are some of the benefits that somebody can experience experience after Huna Healing.
1: Being in the present time, you know, we look at all these things. We got to stay in the present, but people still drag the past with them. The feeling is such a lightness. It's a lightness of being. It's like what a child feels like because they don't have any worry of the past or the future. You know, when they're zero to to about seven, they're a pure unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And so once you clean that past away, once you clean your, your old stories, your perceptions, the illusions that you have, you are free to be yourself, you know, just a total light being. And that is... Amazing.
0: Wonderful. So you mentioned the feeling of lightness, feeling just like a child, sort of tapping into that inner child that all of us has within. <laughs> and uh, the way you said that, it, it feels good as well. Uh, and I want to go through this experience. Now, for someone <laughs> who has heard this term for the very first time, what really happens during a single Huna healing session? Could you walk us through the process?
1: Well, when I do, I do Four levels of HUNA training. Okay. And the first, it's a self-healing process. So I'm teaching you things that you can put in your toolbox for your own healing. Like when you learn how to do the forgiveness process. You can do that anytime, anywhere, any place to do that, you know, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you. I also have a, a CD called Chant and Forgiveness, which takes you through a longer version. And it also has the chants and some symbols embedded in it to help release really dark forms that may have globbed onto the unconscious mind during your lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that one is a little more deeper and more powerful, listening to it over and over. So these are are processes that you can use on yourself, especially like the symbols. For instance, I had a a nurse, a client who was a nurse, who is a nurse, and she uses it in the ER Mm. all the time when somebody is really outrageous or out out of line or going ballistic, one of these symbols will calm them down. It will remove entities from the room. It'll clear ghosts from a house. Very practical. Half of them are practical for the earth plane and the other half take you into spirit. So, you know, that's what I teach. There are four different levels of this Huna. But it's self-healing.
0: Wonderful. I love that you mentioned that it's self-healing. And from all the books that I'm reading in terms of energy healing, they sort of clearly mentioned that a lot of it is self-healing because you as a conduit, as a healer, are tapping into the universal healing power of love that exists around us, right? Right. And you're basically allowing it to flow into the person who might want that healing. So enabling them to self-heal. So I love that. Thanks for sharing.
1: It's so amazing to too that you have to want to heal as mm, you know true. and now i you know i do the reconnective healing too and people come to me but the first question i ask them is are you ready to experience your dna changing today
0: wow that's a powerful question
1: <laughs> yes it is and you know some people may think they are but they're not and they would block yeah. that from receiving and it's a waste of time you want to be ready to move to that next step It's just, again, a process of being ready.
0: That's true. In fact, I remember JP Morgan once said that uh, before deciding to go anywhere or to hit some goal, you need to make a decision to not stay where you are. He said something (laughs) along the lines of that. So it seems like you're tapping into the same very thought. Now, my question is, how did you first get into this fascinating healing modality of Huna Healing?
1: Well, I was doing hypnosis. I was learning how to be a hypnotist and hypnotherapist. And then I wanted to go for more advanced training. And that happened to be on the big island of Hawaii and so I reluctantly went over there because I was afraid of water I didn't like water I never liked being in water and here I am on an island surrounded by water So you're always being pushed into things that are uncomfortable. While I was there having the hypnosis training, some Hawaiians came into our vicinity and introduced us to this very beginning process of huna. And they started with the forgiveness process and I started using it and I started feeling lighter. What a process, you know, what a thought. And I wanted to go a little further with it and then I started hearing the chants and the chants just changed me. I didn't know where that was coming from, but it was awakening like cellular memories and awakening cells that had been sleeping for a long time. And so I started getting into the chanting and I begged a Hawaiian master there to teach me the Mm chants. And he reluctantly, because I'm a Howley, you know, I was a white girl. (laughs) It was not not their first choice, but I wouldn't go away. I just knew (laughs) I was supposed to learn these. And so he helped me with the CD, the first one that I did, Chant and Forgiveness. And that's how it all began. And then I studied it for three years until my back collapsed. And it wasn't just from the stunt driving. I had just been abusing myself and not listening to my physical body and not resting when I should. Just not listening. I was an adrenaline junkie.
0: True, true. And these are signs, right? When you get an injury.
1: Yeah, those are signs. Yeah. And then it always says, okay, you're not going to listen. We're going to (laughs) put you out. (laughs) We're going to take you out. And that's exactly what happened. But then I got to heal myself. And that was like giving myself, you know, winning the lottery or if that's indication. I mean, it was such a gift. Mm -hmm. It worked. It worked. You have to take an active role in your healing, though. That's what it's all about.
0: Interesting. Now, I was not going to ask this question, but since you mentioned that, you sort of suggested that there was some force or some energy that beckoned you to Hawaii, right? And I want to ask you, what is it with islands? Is there like a special <laughs> spirit that resides in the islands that sort of beckons certain people? Because I am definitely feeling that towards Vancouver Island. So really? <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, it's true. And I lived in Puerto Rico okay. for three years when I was married. We were stationed in Puerto Rico. And my husband was um, a medical officer, he had just finished his internship, and we were transferred over there. This was during the Vietnam War. So v- Puerto Rico was the furthest away from Vietnam of our choices. And so that's where we were stationed. And I just, I never learned how to swim. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the island during those days. So I, <laughs> being, it felt suffocating. But mm. that was a much smaller island too. It was 30 miles by 70 miles, whereas Hawaii is the big island. It's much bigger than that. But I'm not afraid of water because I was afraid of my emotions. And your emotions are deeply buried in water. So the thought of swimming, or I'm sure there was a past life of drowning, usually that's why we you know, we are skeptical and apprehensive, and so I had to conquer that. I had, even with Tony Robbins, even doing the 18 fire walks, and I was, you know, doing the stunt driving, I had started on that path. I was afraid to tell him that I was afraid of water. I was mm. embarrassed because I thought, I shouldn't be afraid of water. <laughs> yeah. But the reason that I started to do, because I've been swimming now in the ocean and taking people to swim with the wild spinner dolphins, I've been doing that for almost 20 years now, mm. so I had to overcome my fear of the water, and the dolphins helped me with that. I was experiencing through the HUNA training a higher self connection, and it says so in the book. It shows you how to do this deep breathing in for 10 minutes in four sets of um, ha breathing, 10 sets of four ha breaths, and you can connect to your higher self by you know eliminating the the past memories and then doing this breathing mm. and when i was experiencing that i felt something like a higher connection but it was dolphins and whales mm. coming into my psyche and i thought where in the world is that coming from that's never been on my radar mm, <laughs> and it was fascinating It was just, um, I just kept watching it. And then that night, my dreams were inhabited by dolphins. And we were all swimming together. And I was swimming like a dolphin. And every night after that was the same thing. So that I would get up and I thought, I've got to meet these creatures. They're calling me. So I had to overcome that fear of going into the water. And it was huge. But once I did it, I had a dolphin guide. And I still left scar marks on his arm where I dug my nails into his poor arm. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I went out there and the dolphins came to me and I had one where it was a bottlenose dolphin that just stared next to me and just felt like it was downloading the information of centuries of ancient healing. It was amazing. And after a while, I got comfortable in the water and then started bringing groups out and did 10 years of groups and now I do individual one-on-one clients that come to be with me for a week and we swim and call the dolphins in and do healing work and it's really transformational.
0: Wonderful. Now, by this stage, I'm sure that many of our listeners really want to experience some of that healing goodness. So, is there a simple healing technique or tool that you'd like to teach our listeners today? Something that they could use in their daily lives?
1: Well, I was going to offer just doing a chant. Sure. But I don't but they couldn't repeat that one unless they got the the CD.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. I mean, that would probably give them a reason to listen to this episode once again before getting that CD.
1: Okay. And there's also also a simpler one and i'll let you choose it's a chant that gets rid of ptsd
0: i'm sorry i don't know what ptsd is
1: ptsd is post-traumatic syndrome okay. post-traumatic when something kind of horrific happens like when you go to war and you experience watching your you know compadres be blown up in front of you you can't go to sleep yes. that memory is just so embedded in your DNA, in your cellular memory. This particular chant can erase that.
0: I think that's powerful. We could do that if possible.
1: Yeah. It would take what you do is I'll just give you the chant and I'll do it a few times, but you would do it maybe 11 times. And what it entails is just breathing back like you would do in meditation. You'd breathe back the the problem or whatever stresses you have in your life, just as though you're just breathing them behind your eyes to the point of creation, to the purple black. It's like you're breathing them back to the infinite space, the field. I'm sure you've heard of that term, the akashic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So you breathe it back, and then as you exhale and come in, you will do this chant. So I'm going to just breathe back. E- and then I'll breathe back again, and as I'm coming in. He, uh, Do that about 11 times and do it kind of rapidly. And what it is, is it's like a cosmic eraser. And Mm -hmm. I had something, it was traumatic around my office here. There was a, a murder that was committed about three years ago just behind the building and heard the gunshots and it was horrific. And I saw the man who did it and he was killed out in the driveway. But myself and my clients, we were sequestered here by the police. And I couldn't go to sleep. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. his body, hearing the shots, and I use that EO chant to normal. And it's very, very, very effective because the EO is, um, the meaning of it is creation. So it takes everything back to creation where you can begin again. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point is you're taking all of the sorrows and the woes and everything, taking it back, and then using that sound to erase and to begin again.
0: Beautiful. So thanks a lot for sharing that technique. I'm sure a lot of listeners would go ahead and either purchase your CD or listen to this once again, so that they can benefit and heal themselves. Now, in addition to teaching people who healing, I know that you are an advocate for getting and staying healthy as well, right? Mentally, physically, and oh, spiritually.
1: absolutely. Now, yeah.
0: Is there a health tip that you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: Oh my gosh, I think just being fun. You know, I laugh a lot. I find I have to go to bed. I have to watch something funny before I go to bed. I just, your, your mind and your mental activities has so much to do with health and not keeping angry issues, not keeping any revenge. That's what ages people and I believe creates cancer in the body. So just, you know, again, your thoughts cleaning. I do the cleaning work all the time, the forgiveness process. And of course, I eat, you know, good food. I'm an advocate of uh, smoothies in the morning, protein shakes. I'm also a vegetarian. Once in a while, I eat a little fish, but not very often because I had the mercury poisoning years ago and I had to bat out. So now I'm very cautious about how much fish that I do take. I eat a lot of veggies quinoa you know just try to eat healthy and have healthy thoughts
0: <laughs> we will have all these tips up in the show notes action tribe to access the show notes for this episode visit my 7 forward slash 111 that's my 7 forward slash 111 The universe will reward you for taking risks on its behalf. This is a powerful quote by Shakti Gwen. Action takers, the ancients knew and science is now proving that at the deep atomic level, we are all one. There's a powerful force out there. You may call it universe, infinite intelligence, god, goddess or anything else. That force gives each of us a mission to carry out on its behalf. And when we come on earth, we sometimes forget. But the universe is always sending us signs and nudges to remind us of our mission and as Shakti Gawain once said, it will reward you for the risks that you take on its behalf. And speaking about risks, obstacles and challenges, Belinda, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. How did you approach that challenge and then how did you overcome it?
1: Well, I think that when my back collapsed, I felt completely helpless and again, faced with doctors telling me that I had to have surgery or I wouldn't walk again. I had to make some very hard decisions. So that was one of the, the worst days of my life, I think. And then, of course, when my son passed away, there's just nothing like the grief over a child. It's unfathomable. So, but you have your spirit and you know that things are supposed to happen synchronistically that maybe, I don't know, there's maybe there were contracts that I was not aware of. I do believe that we are here for each person is here for a reason. I remember my son telling me once um, years before that he was never going to be an old man and that he was never going to get married and have children. So almost in a way, he kind of prophesied something that he would have a short life. Of course, I thought, well, that's silly. And but at the time, but now thinking back on it, I mean, maybe that was his his purpose, to be here for that. He was here 30 years. So I was lucky enough to to have him. He was a gentle soul and um, in the army. So it was a very difficult chapter in my life to overcome that grief. And I still go through bouts of, you know, remembering. And yet I know that um, I have a, a greater, I guess, purpose to continue with my life and to encourage other people to have alternatives and just make different choices. Because that's really what it's about, is making a different choice.
0: True. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your story. And looking back now, in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: One major life lesson? Oh, gosh. Not jumping to conclusions. Mm -hmm. You know, just holding back. I am a fire sign, so I tend to just want to move forward, solve the problem and move forward. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to just step back and just wait and just be patient and then you make a little bit more, intellect, you know, better intelligent decisions. Sometimes I can be too spontaneous, and that's what I was in the past. So I know now that I have to be a lot more patient. With myself
0: Mm -hmm. Well thanks a lot For sharing your story I know it's hard Going back to a time In the past Which was challenging Which was a difficult chapter But with your story I know thousands of people Listening to this episode Very this moment Find that inspiration That strength from you And knowing that everything Happens for a reason Action taker You have come a long way And as you look back You look at the long Winding road The years and years Of hard work and sacrifice that you've crossed and you've come too far to turn back now. This is the moment when you turn on your God-given superpowers within and sprint the last 100 meters because as Herodotus said over 2,000 years back, some men and women give up their designs when they have almost reached the goal while others, on the contrary, obtain a victory by exerting at the last moment more vigorous efforts than ever ever before. Mm. So Belinda, have Mm. you found your life's calling? And if yes,
1: what is your life's calling? Well, it's definitely doing my healing work, because I was doing acting, I was a stunt driver, I was, you know, modeling, but the healing work was the most satisfying, just watching people make changes in their life that affected them down the road forever. And I'm still in awe, with some of the effects that this reconnective healing has done hypnosis, what it's brought people to do. I had one girl, I'll never forget, she had a a healing session with me, this was years ago before I was doing any reconnective healing Mm -hmm. and she quit her job at a bookstore because she was just bored with it and she just took a trip across the country and she kept seeing all these helicopters books and helicopters coming down and flying around her and a friend of hers she calls says, why am I seeing so many helicopters? And she says, don't you remember? Her friend said, you always wanted to be a helicopter pilot. Wow. And she had forgotten, you know, over the years. So what she did was she went and got training and she became a rescue helicopter pilot. And we've stayed in touch all this time because if she hadn't had that session and quit her job and, you know, she wouldn't have discovered this lifelong yearning. That she had. I think that's what's so satisfying is to bring people to advance themselves and bump themselves up to upgrade themselves to a higher level, so they find that passion. And that's what I get to witness and see in the healing work that I do.
0: Wonderful. You know, a friend of mine has a podcast called Infinite Upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I love that. you
0: are providing that infinite upgrade. Yeah, so... that's
1: right. Infinite <laughs> upgrade.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> So looking back now, was there ever a special moment, a moment beyond which you knew for sure that your life was about to change? Take us back to that very moment.
1: Oh my gosh, there's so many. Well, I'm glad I didn't get killed doing any stunt driving jobs. I mean, I had a lot of experiences doing that and wondering how I'd get through the next one, because i would never done these things before. It's just the faith. I had so much faith that I was being taken care of and that I could do it if I practiced it in my mind. If you can rehearse something in your mind, the unconscious mind will already know how to do it. If you see yourself doing it successfully, I'm sure basketball players and football players, I mean, they see themselves taking that touch, yes. getting that basket in the net. You know, they rehearse it over and over and over. And that's what you have to do to see yourself in a good relationship or in a business that you're really. Thriving at and that's What taught me when I was doing the Stunt driving that we just have To rehearse and you'll get exactly What that thought is allowing you to feel.
0: I think that's really powerful. Thanks a lot for sharing. There you go, action takers. In order to have your ideal life, you need to manifest it. And what that means is you need to go into the future and experience it and come back to the present moment and take action. You need both. You need to take action as well as experience the future. But at the same time, you need to add emotion so that you feel it, hear it, smell it and you know everything that's going to happen on that race especially like olympians and elite performers do and before you know it you'll be experiencing your you know your future in my case uh belinda Mm -hmm. i must say that you know, I don't have a lot of experience as a professional speaker, as a host, but I just woke up one fine day and I picked up the mic and I decided <laughs> to do podcasting. And I visualized and I manifested. I wanted uh, Anadia Judith to be on my show, who is you know known to be one of the experts for Chakra. She wrote the book Wheels of Life and I manifested it. And then lo and behold, she was on my show. And then I realized, Belinda, that as a kid, I used to do a lot and a lot of recording. You know, Mm -hmm. I used to record my voice a lot in front of the computer and then I left it and it didn't really make sense career wise because I thought, what, am I going to be an RG or something? (laughs) (laughs) But then, you know, uh, lo and behold, I had this opportunity and it made sense, you know, completely. So, listener, if you're listening right now and you're sort of wondering, how am I going to get there? How am I going to do it? The universe says, don't worry about how, just worry about why and what do you want? And you will surely, surely get there people will come to you they'll manifest out of nowhere with exactly the information that you need and the advice that you'll need on your way there so thanks a lot for reigniting that memory Belinda. that brings us to the final round of today's show my favorite round called the wisdom round which is a rapid fire round that contains just four questions are you ready okay great (laughs) (laughs) so what is the best advice that you've ever received
1: (sighs) go with the flow awesome when i was in hawaii learning how to swim i got stuck in a tide pool a current or you know one of these um anyway i was drowning (laughs) i was and Mm -hmm. i was struggling struggling with this current and i called for help i had just gotten out too far got a little bit too ambitious and what appeared to me was a giant turtle And I looked at him and he just said, I felt him saying, do what I do. Mm. And I just stopped the struggling and I started becoming like the turtle, just, you know, moving my arms just gently. And he guided me across the current and safely onto the rocks. He saved my life. And all I did was stop struggling and I went with the flow. And I've used that. In my life ever since, if I feel like I'm struggling and fighting with something, I stop. And I just allow myself to go with the current of where it's taking me, even if it's in a different direction. That was the best advice mm-hmm. that I'd ever received.
0: Wonderful. Name a personal habit that keeps you strong.
1: Exercise. Exercise.
0: I'm just noting it down so that we can have it in the show notes. (laughs) Belinda, what is your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day?
1: Oh, gosh, I get up. I have a little thing by my bed that says today is going to be the best day ever. And I look at that and then I go outside and I thank God for the day. I say thank you for making this a magical day. And it's like a, a ritual that I do and just starts from there. I start making my smoothie. And if I have a client, I am excited about it and let the cat in and <laughs> mm-hmm. all these, you know, fun things. But I'm always grateful that I'm waking up and that I'm going to have a magical day.
0: Great. What's the most powerful book that you've ever read?
1: Well, it's interesting you say that because I love Deepak Shukra, and mm-hmm. his power, freedom and grace is like a little Bible to me. It's a little tiny book, and it's got a bunch of wisdom in it, and I find it very inspirational. And I ended up getting this book at a Screen Actors Guild Award night. It was in the gift bag. As I said, I was wow. an actress, so I was I took my daughter to a red carpet ceremony, and that was... <laughs> I thought that was very interesting.
0: Awesome. I'm going to get hold of that book. The thing is, I love smaller books. You know, I don't love huge yes. books. I love small books which have wisdom so that you can listen and execute and take action in your life. So I'm going to definitely.
1: You will love this one. You will love this one.
0: For sure. For sure. I will get it. Action Tribe to access today's show notes. Visit my7chakras.com forward slash 111. That's my7chakras.com forward slash hundred and 11. I think that's a very lucky number, Belinda. 111. Oh,
1: definitely. Most definitely.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So thank you for joining us today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and also tell us the best way we can find you.
1: Oh, I'm so grateful for just being alive, being able to share my experiences with someone who might be able to lift themselves up and out of the funk that they're in. Um, I just feel like I'm a type of messenger and I I just feel blessed and honored to be able to share that. My website is Huna Healing, H U N A Healing. Dot com and it has my email and my telephone number. I'd love to take people to swim with the dolphins. They could have a whole week with me. Wow. And that's a powerful, wonderful journey. We're right on the water. So we get to see the dolphins as they come in in the morning. It's just, it's like you're in heaven.
0: So there you go, Action Tribe. We've all dreamt of going to Hawaii and going to the beach and having a great time. But now, along with Belinda, you get to see the spiritual side of Hawaii, the story behind it, the context behind it. You get to mix and mingle with the dolphins and that I'm sure is going to take your experience to a completely new level. Just wake up in the morning, you know, chanting and really having that complete experience, mind, body and spirit. So if you want to learn more about this ancient technique called HunaHealing.com. it's really simple you got to go to HunaHealing.com, learn more and take action and incorporate those wonderful skills into your life so that you can experience transformation faster than you thought possible so belinda thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about Huna healing and taking us one step closer to a human revolution
1: thank you you are a marvelous host and it was my honor to be here with you my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today